Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw. I'm here aboard the new, well, refurbished, completely refurbished, Azamara Onward. It's the fourth ship uh, in the Azamara fleet. Uh, they just got delivered. It's got all new stuff. We're going to talk about that. I'm here with the president, Carol Cabezas, who is, uh, we've interviewed before on Zoom, and now we're actually live. It's amazing. Uh, and we're going to talk about this ship and Azamara as a whole and what the future holds. And you're going to find out about that and more on Insider Travel Report. First of all, Carol, thank you for inviting me to this wonderful event. We talked about it for a while. The last time we saw each other was on Zoom, uh, and it's so much better to be here in person with you. And we're actually here in one of the new venues, the Atlas uh, Bar, uh, which proves proved to be pretty popular, to be honest with you. There's, it's vying for the, with the living room to be the two top uh, areas of the ship, I think, at night, and they're luckily on the same deck. Now, let's talk a little bit about what is different about Azamara Onward from your other three ships, which are really sister ships? I, I would say um, the one clearly um, very noticeable difference is that we do have this fantastic new venue. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind that is that we've we've seen some of the, the response from our loyalty guests saying, we'd like to have some more offerings to um, to the nightlife to give us something to mm -hmm. stay up for and have some fun. Yeah, a few and people were staying up last night, I think. I think more than a few, <laughs> okay. um, which is fantastic. You know, we're really happy to deliver on um, the type of feedback that we get from our guests and, and at any given time really up our game in providing either, you know, a very differentiated food service, in this case a very differentiated um, uh, food and beverage mm -hmm. uh, service. Uh, I think you've seen from the menu it's quite inventive um, and, and definitely use more of the ship in a smart way to help give people different areas to go to. I think this was a very underutilized space in the yeah, past. I remember it. It was, what was it before? It was the library. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is wonderful. But, you know, we do have during the day, if somebody wants to find a, a quiet nook, um, we have those. They can go into the living room and have a beautiful, you know, scenery in front of them if they want to, you know, read a book, take a snooze, they can they can do that. Or in the den where we now have um, a much broader uh, library catalog. But we wanted to have this space be more um, utilized and and, uh, and very engaging and attractive to guests. I think we've accomplished that. I absolutely have. And you've got a very inventive drinks menu, too. As we've sort of been working our way down the list. But uh, I, I started from the bottom, in my case, because there was you one I liked. I have a little more time. I got. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do every single cocktail because I don't think I would get off the ship. But um, now let's talk about in terms of the numbers. I mean, it's pretty much the same. Uh, guest capacity is now. It, it's very similar. It's it's a little bit smaller. Um, um, fewer guests than the other ships because this ship does have more suites. It has 64 suites. Okay. And so, um, you know, it means that we do have some more options for guests when, uh, if they want to come on board um, and have a suite experience. But it, in relative terms, it's about the same as yeah. the other ships. So they were 1693 or something like that? I can't remember. The other ships were um, roughly 704. 704, okay. Mm -hmm. okay so. Yeah, and this one's a little bit less. Okay, but fantastic. not materially. Not materially. And I've actually been walking around and you, what you've done uh, throughout the ship is totally new carpeting, totally new soft goods, great beds. I got to say that the bed is fantastic. And as you said, you got a lot more suites, right? 
We do. I, I think the way we look at it is anything that you can kind of touch and feel, every piece of furniture, every carpeting, every wall covering, we've completely redone. And we wanted, because we wanted this to have the Asimara feel, mm -hmm. right? And I think uh, the team has done a great job at that, um, while still giving a little bit of differentiation. You know, some of the color schemes might be different, uh, the furniture might be a little bit different, but we've done all of it um, by learning from the other ships you know some of the things might um, some of the selections might have uh, been a little bit different in that they're more comfortable for mm -hmm. guests if we heard feedback about certain seating choices but um, you always do things with the spirit of learning from previous um, ships yeah and you do I've, I've walked in a couple of the suites that were open and they are beautiful and even my room which is not is a great state room and it has all new carpeting all new everything uh, it really is a nice a nice very very comfortable accommodations now uh, what does this do overall in terms for Azamara as a company uh, what, what, what gives you more options to go different places now absolutely having onward means we can have a world cruise right which we we haven't been able you know we must, must, must give um, certain products um, to our guests. We needed to have a South America, uh, an Africa experience, and an Australia, New Zealand, Japan experience. So with, with three ships, we were able to deliver on that. But now that we have our fourth ship, we can have a world cruise as well. And so that was... That it was seems to be all the rage now. Everybody wants to do world cruises, right? Well, think about it. We've been locked away for two years. No longer will people say, oh, I'll do that next yeah. year or I'll do that when I retire or you know five to ten years from that they say I better do it now because I don't know when I might lose my opportunity again so let's just carpe diem so one of your ships will be at world cruise not this year but maybe next year right it's actually January of 2024 that okay. we begin so our two, two years that's great yeah. yes it's not you know in 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 the in the grand scheme of things it'll be here in the blink of an eye sure. and we are heads down on planning all of the activities that'll be happening during that uh, world cruise we're going to have special events during that um you know and, and it's 155 days i have to tell you the team was very nervous about going with something that long and um, world cruises are typically somewhere in the 120 day mark and we said no this cruise, this world voyage, is all about seeing all the seven wonders. You have the opportunity to see the seven wonders. Um, and if it's going to take 155 days, that's what it takes. Um, but we were not going to compromise being able to get all of the experiences that we think people really want to see when they feel like it's a compelling, differentiated type of world voyage. Now, is this a ship that will do the world cruise? Yes, Onward will be doing the World Cruise. It won't always be doing World Cruise. Mm -hmm. um, it will just depend on how we're, you know, creating our puzzle of, uh, of voyage planning. Uh, but certainly for this first one, it's Onward. Now, this ship right now is going into service right after you christen. We're, we're having this interview right before the christening, actually. And so when you see this, the ship will actually be named, which is good. Um, every, these days, it seems ships take a long time to be named before uh, they're all in service for months, and then suddenly it gets named. I always thought that was bad luck, but that's, that's my thinking. But this one is actually getting named uh, really right after it, you know, and it's getting into service right afterwards. Where is this ship going uh, initially in uh, 22 and then 23? She, she will be in Europe um, to begin with, and we've given her a lot of country intensives to okay. do. Um, so um, people really love having that kind of focused 
travel in a, in a given country. And so much of her itineraries are focused on doing country intensives, particularly Greece. Mm-hmm. Um, Azamara, I mean, if somebody wants to do Greece, you got to do it on Azamara. Mm-hmm. We have the largest number of unique ports visited in the Greek islands of any cruise line in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very intentional because we think that um, having ships this size that allow us to go into these all of these little special nooks and crannies lets us visit very different kinds of places that you know our very well traveled um, guest hasn't seen you know mm-hmm. they've seen Mykonos they've seen Santorini and they're fantastic places but they want to see more and different right and so how better can you island hop than on a ship like this no, absolutely. It's the right size. It's really a small going. We were just uh, actually not not in Greece, but in Italy. We went to uh, Porto Venere yesterday, and you're docked very close in, and you can get right in. And uh, that actually raises a point. Uh, you're talking about country intensive. Yeah, Azamara has been kind of known for some revolutionary new programs uh, that really have made changes, and a lot of your uh, competitors, uh, and even not competitors, have imitated those. So you've had country intensive. You have as amazing evenings. We had an as amazing day yesterday. Uh, you've had more overnights, uh, more late nights in ports. So are, are you going to continue this trend? Uh, are you? Uh, I mean, I know right now you're not doing as amazing evenings probably towards the end of this year you're going to start again right that's right and um i'm glad you brought that up james because as amazing evenings um what goes into planning them is typically you need to reserve these historic types of venues at least 18 months in advance during a pandemic that was not going to happen and so what we did was um, focus on a time when we could reliably um, get confirmation for these kinds of venues, and that will be um, at the at beginning the winter cycle. Okay. So in the November December time frame, we'll be able to um, start up our as amazing evenings again. In the meantime, you know, and we thought about this a lot. We said, well, I guess we can't do as amazing evenings, but we all felt strongly that we still had to deliver on destination. That's what we do. That's who we are, and so we were able to create what we called the destination celebration where we still engaged very um you know engaging local type of entertainment to come on board so same wonderful entertainment and now we're in the setting of our ship many times with a fantastic destination backdrop um, and people have enjoyed it quite a lot it doesn't take the place of as amazing evenings in the long term but i think we've been able to still demonstrate that azamara can come through in um, giving people that culturally immersive experience well if, if yesterday was any indication uh it was was an as amazing day uh, in puerto venere and we had opera singers and jazz musicians and everything else and of course food uh and it was really very special to be walking around that's a port i haven't been to in years and it's such a lovely little town Uh, and then of course you can go uh, as we did uh, explore the other chenkwa terra towns uh, which were wine tasting things like that and it was a really special day a long day but it was a special day uh let's let's go back to briefly about the ship itself again uh you you have the same a lot of the same dining venues you have your uh discovery main restaurant which is you you have new menus all the time and and you and then you have uh your uh your your italian restaurant the uh help me here aqualina aqualina i just ate there i should know uh and then you have prime c steakhouse right that's right and um i think the team has outdone themselves um with the food um 
keep in mind, we have a lot of new crew. This is a new ship, so we had to expand and get new crew, but they've been doing a fantastic job um, delivering on the great food that we're known for, as well as excellent service. Um, when we think about how we um, you know, still keep things fresh though, that's why in Atlas Bar we said, it's not just a bar mm -hmm. with really inventive cocktails, it's a bar where you can also eat really cool um, different menu items. And okay. so honestly, if somebody wanted to have a dinner here, they could because mm -hmm. you have so many different uh, cool plates to choose from. No, it is, and it is a great venue. I know people were, you know, should I be in Atlas Bar or should I be in the living room? That was kind of the last night's uh, little conundrum, but and sometimes you go both. It's a great you know. problem to have. It is a great problem to have, and I, I, after a while I said, I have to be in my bedroom. That's where I have to, it's over. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's talk a little bit about um, Azamara in terms of, you're now, I think it's over a little over a year since uh, you were sold, Royal Caribbean sold you to Sycamore Partners, and you're now on your own. Um, what has changed uh, for Azamar? I know for a while you were still using some of the Royal Caribbean services. I don't know if you're still using them or not. Um, and and what, are, what are the possibilities now that you're independent? Uh, so <clears throat> the possibilities are endless. Mm -hmm. um, we are very much enjoying um, being able to chart a new course for ourselves and being an independent company in doing that. Um, the great thing is, um, you know, whatever choices we make are for the benefit of our business model. And, and that's the whole premise, right? In um, being able to carve out and, and be an independent brand. And our investors have been incredibly supportive. Mm -hmm. They actually are quite involved. Um, we have a tremendous amount of engagement day in, day out with them. Um, but they also recognize that, you know, we know this business. They're just really smart business people who ask many great questions. And from time to time, we might consider something a little bit different given their input. Um, but they really enjoy the product and they like what we do. And so, <clears throat> um, really, there are a number of um, elements that we've already been able to, you know, dis you know, um, break away um, from Royal and um, the one lingering item that is a pretty large one is the technology. Yeah, it's not your reservation system, things like that, right? Exactly, our reservation system, our loyalty system, our website, all kinds of commercial systems, they take time. And how long do you think before you'll make the complete break? Um, definitely within the first quarter of next year. Um, a lot of it will largely be done by the end of the year. Yeah, a lot of people are saying, well, I still have my loyalty points on Azamara and I could use Royal Caribbean. And I'm like, how did that happen? And they say, because we're still connected, right? The system is still connected. And so um, it, the one thing I do want to make sure, from a loyalty guest perspective, we will honor everything that they have. It doesn't matter what kinds of changes may take place from, a, from an ownership standpoint. We will always honor whatever it is that they have uh, on the books with us. And so, you know, that was a question that we got quite a lot um, early on. But you know, I think by now people have recognized that um, we're we're certainly staying on course with our with our loyalty guests. Well, sir, and you said the possi possibilities are endless. What do you see the future holding for Azamara now? You actually one of the best things happened. You you got uh, acquired, but then you immediately got a, this fourth ship, right? And, and again, that demonstrates. I mean, these are smart guys, mm. uh, and they knew that there would be question marks when um, you know an investment company comes in and and buys a brand, um, and they wanted to immediately put any kinds of questions to rest by saying, 
We're not changing the product. In fact, we're growing it today, right. not a year from now. We made a huge commitment there that we're going to redo. Uh, this was a ship formerly part of the Princess Fleet, a Pacific Princess, I believe, yeah. uh, which sort of a famous ship. Uh, and it was one of the, the famous R ships, which you have three and now four. And then another line we won't talk about was, was, has another four. So pretty much they're, they're now split across the fleet. But for whatever reason, these ships have proven to be very popular. They have a, a very loyal following. Um, and we found the same thing happened when um, Pursuit um, switched over um, to, to our ownership. There were many loyal guests who wanted um, to still be able to sail on this ship that they just they just loved. These were very thoughtfully designed ships, um, perfectly made for destination immersion, the way we like to do it, right? They're just small enough to fit into all the right sure. ports. Um, um, not too small that they don't give enough options for dining and entertainment and not too big that people feel overwhelmed. This is like the Goldilocks sure. um, perfect kind of ship. And so you're right. People follow these ships and um, we, we welcome any of the guests who really loved uh, traveling on Pacific Princess to, to come on board and enjoy the ship now that she's been reimagined a little the Azamara way. And it really is. You've done an amazing job. In fact, we're, we're still working on it right now, but but I think it's all going to be ready for the christening. It looks like it's, it's going to be in really great shape. Uh, particularly, what else, what would you like to see our travel advisors out there? We've got 100,000 travel advisors out there. And I know Azamara has traditionally been very supportive of the trade. Uh, what can they expect from Azamara in the future? I think, look, over the past couple of years, we have been steadfast in um, supporting our travel partners. At no point did we ever have any ideas of changing anything. And in fact, when tough decisions had to be made, they, we never sacrificed the support for travel partners. Um, and that will continue to be the case. Um, I think over time, we'll see that um, the strategies that we're building have trade at the forefront. Um, and they'll be able to see that in the type of support that we give them, whether it's um, our call center, our sales team, collateral, um, creative, anything that they can use to grow their business with Azamara, we're, we're all in with them. No, that's great. And I know some, there are a few ships that are, would be considered com competitors that uh, do a little more direct marketing than uh, uh, others. And uh, you've done that, but you really do refer all the business back to the travel advisor, which is great. It's all about driving calls, right? And we're happy for the calls to go to our travel partners. We just need to educate these, you know, potential travelers about what this brand is. We're not a mainstream brand. This is a brand that needs to be sold and people need to be educated about it. And so that's where we're so happy that we can count on folks like you and our travel partners to be that um, amplification of our message to, to either guests who would like have cruised before but aren't familiar with this kind of experience and we know would love it, um, as well as guests who might not have cruised before but they love immersive land travel and this would be the ideal way for them to experience land in the future. No, and it is great, and your that destination focus has been an amazing way. And you were talking about country intensives. I don't know how many. You know, these are concepts that nobody really was doing until Azamara started, and now, of course, everybody said 
that looks pretty good. And so somehow they've crept in. You've got more overnights and more things going on and some destination intensives. But, boy, you do some, so many that are incredible that, I, I mean, I say, well, yeah, that's what I'd like to do that. You know, Greece, that, that, that was always very few cruise lines did intensive Greece, and now you're doing it. But we're talking, you know, you're talking about Britain, U.K., I'm talking about uh, really areas that you can really focus on. Uh, and I think some people just want to do that now. Mm -hmm. No, and um, to your point, actually, we do have the most time in port of any cruise line uh, at sea mm -hmm. uh, because we know that people are coming here. Yes, they can enjoy a, a, a lovely ship with really, you know, the most warm, friendly, genuine service at sea and fantastic cuisine. Um, but they're coming for the destination. Yeah. We're just allowing them to do it in the most comfortable way. Um, and so we take that very seriously in ensuring that when we design our voyages, we are giving them the most amount of late nights, the most amount of overnights, so that not only do they have more time in port during the day, but when we're able to stay late or overnight, they get to see a whole other side of any given city. Imagine going to New York and never seeing the lights of Times Square or, or catching a Broadway Which show. Which, unfortunately, some cruise lines do, and they don't get wait for overnight, and they don't, or at least don't do late night. I mean, how can you not catch a Broadway show and a great dinner? Anyway, go, go back to travel advisors a bit. You actually have all the representatives of, of the major consortia are on board, including two of the presidents uh, and major person from Virtuoso, from Ensemble, from Signature. Uh, it really shows that they're, they're here to support you as well. Uh, we're so privileged to have them because, look, everyone's time is, is you know, uh, in high demand. And it's not easy to catch a flight, um, hop the Atlantic and spend a few days because this is an extended type of inauguration. It's not a two night to nowhere. We're spending several days and getting immersed in, in the Mediterranean, one of the most beautiful places to spend and, time and, in. And, of Venere is no, and then you're going to this, this little pre-cruise here has been, we land in Monte Carlo, but we were in Marseille, which I've never been to, hardly believe, uh, um, and then Puerto Venere, which I had been, but it was a great way to see it. And I, I ne neglected to mention, you also have the uh, president of Aston on board, too. Zane, yes, we were, we were so pleased that he was able to make it. He's been such a great supporter um, of cruise and, of course, travel in general. Um, but um, to have that kind of support is really indicative of um, how our team has been able to make inroads and create awareness with all of um, these great folks. I would love to just call out that we also have our European, the head of European operations for CLIA on board as well. Okay. And so we, we wanted to make sure that anybody who is a decision maker, anybody who has, a, you know, um, is vested greatly in travel and in cruise is able to experience, um, you know, this, this uh, sampler. Yeah, um, no, and actually we have, we have a lot of Australian journalists on board. We have a lot of British journalists, not just Americans. Uh, so you really are, are you know, those are your main markets. So that's been amazing. Now, anything else you want to tell our 100,000 travel advisors about Azamara today and this new ship? Um, well, I, the, the most important thing I'd want to say is that I, we are all so appreciative of the support from our travel partners, from the media, James, you've been a, a wonderful support over the over the years, um, and we appreciate um, the ongoing support. The most, the thing I would call out about um, where we are today is that we're so pleased to have 100% of our fleet up and running mm -hmm. this month. 
um, which I don't think everybody has been able to do, and it's and it's hard, right? And they're all getting there, but it's been a while. We're getting there, but we're really pleased to be able to accomplish that this month, um, and uh, and be able to deliver the on the highest service levels the brand has ever. Uh, seen in our history. Um, and that's what's most important. How are we um, satisfying our guests? And I can, I can, I'm very happy to report we are at the highest levels ever. That's so great. Yeah. thank you, loyalty guests. Thank you, travel partners. And thank you, media partners. Well, thank you for inviting me. And I guess the last question I have, what's your favorite part of this new ship? Our crew. No question. No question. They are the heart and soul of this vessel and all of our vessels. Um, and it's thanks to, to, when I talk with them, they're so happy. They're so happy to be back. They're happy to see guests that they've been um, interacting with for years. Every time I take a poll, I got together with all of them a couple days ago. Um, and about half, um, I asked them to raise a hand if they were returning or if they were new. About half of them were returning. And those guys, they've been here for 10 plus years. So um, I feel so privileged um, to be able to count on crew that is um, so invested in this brand. Um, and we're pleased to be able to get them back doing what they love to do. That's amazing. Well, th as am that's as amazing, I guess, right? Uh, Carol, it's been great to, to be on board with you on this cruise. We've been planning it for a long time. Uh, you had it on my calendar a long time ago. I wanted to be here with you uh, live because we did a few Zooms over the, the pandemic, but it's much better to be here with you live experiencing this great new ship, Azamara Onward. And again, thanks again. Thank you. I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.